0: Welcome to IWG Radio, the place to be for all of your wellness needs. My name is Brooke Scheller. I am the clinical nutritionist at Integrative Wellness Group. And I'm here today with Dr. Nicole Rivera, functional medicine doctor here at Integrative Wellness Group. Today we're gonna talk to you about detoxification. And the reason why we wanted to bring this to you today is that we do have a group cleanse starting on January 15th. It starts on a Friday and we have transitioned everything to be in an online format. So you never even have to come to our office. We ship you your supplements. And we wanted to really go into some of the controversy or the controversial detox diets that there are out there and really how important detoxification is for our bodies. And so I wanted to speak to Dr. Nicole today and have her give you more of a background on what detoxification is actually doing within our bodies and kind of different ways how some of us maybe don't process certain chemicals or toxins in the same way as others. So also learning more about your own body and and reading different signs and things. So Dr. Nicole, why don't you uh, start by introducing functional medicine
1: and giving us an introduction on that. Great. Uh, So yes, like Brooke said, I am a functional medicine practitioner. And uh, functional medicine is something that really takes into consideration the whole person. Uh, So it dives deeper into doing very specific analysis on an individual, figuring out exactly what the root cause is of the symptoms that they are experiencing. So it allows us to get them better completely and as a whole, and it allows them to not just get better but also stay better.
0: Great, so can you elaborate a little more on how detoxification works
1: in your practice? Sure. So with detoxification, it's so important for people to start to amplify their body's ability to detox primarily just because we are getting exposed to toxins all the time. You're probably getting exposed to them currently. Um, And the reason why I say that is it's not even necessarily just what you put in your mouth, but it's what you put on your body. It's what you sit on every day. It's what you lay on when you go to sleep we have become a very industrial world regardless if you live in a city or not and we are constantly exposed to different types of chemicals either in a liquid form in a gas form so things that we're breathing in um and then in a lotion form so it's it's not just food it's definitely other things um so just to kind of dive a little deeper into that uh you know in our food industry alone we are dealing with a huge epidemic of uh, pesticide use, which, you know, it's been around for a long time, but the amount of pesticides being used now, it, you know, it has multiplied significantly. I can't even say it double, that's where I was going. But, you know, it used to be around uh, 10 pesticides, 10 to 12 pesticides that they were using on the average crop. And now it's up to 256 pesticides that they're using in the farming industry. So it's pesticides, it's fungicides, it's herbicides, it's a lot of different things that are all kind of mixing together. And one of the issues is that not a lot of the interactions are being uh, well researched and they're not being well tested. So outside of that, we also have, you know, the different types of chemicals that are uh, in our personal products. So everything from different types of petroleum derivatives, different um, chemicals that are actually not allowing our skin to absorb oxygen. So there's a whole other series of different types of chemicals that you will see in your personal products. And then you have your household. You know, we have um, everything from flame flame retardants that are in our couches, they're in our our mattresses, um, you know, depending on what the materials of your sheets are made of, which it's not just cotton anymore. It's just there's a lot of chemicals around us that we are getting, like I said, in in that gas or vapor form. And then there's obviously the other things that we are getting um, that are being topically put onto our foods or either we're putting them on our on our bodies.
0: And a few more things as you were going through that list I think that you didn't cover were things like drinking water, which is a big source because now we're supposed to drink eight glasses of water a day or more, and Mm -hmm. so where are we getting that water is definitely a question. Um, And then also just the the pollution in our air. There's a Mm -hmm. lot of different parts of the country. Uh, If you're in more of an industrial area, Mm -hmm. uh, if you're near sewage plant, if Mm -hmm. you're near, I know there's a lot of controversy controversy lately around North Carolina and having these pig farms Mm -hmm.
1: um, and just being near a farm in general. Exactly. And the the farms, uh, they're creating a lot of runoff Mm -hmm. and the runoff is getting into our water supply. Um, So, you know, the different things in the air as well is just like a whole nother Uh, a whole nother element and you know what's interesting is even it was a couple months ago it was during the summer here in New Jersey and there was a a like a layer of like smog and you know with New Jersey we don't really have smog. I I used to live in California so I know that that's sometimes a a normal occurrence there and um, I looked at the weather report and it said stay indoors because of pollution in the air today and I just remember thinking that that is bizarre it was just pretty scary and um you know and we don't know exactly what's in the air we don't know um how it's affecting us and it's usually way after the fact that we you know research is done and we figure out what these different types of chemicals um you know the symptoms that they're causing and even the the disease that they're causing so one of the uh, best resources that i've come across Um, which I think is only for the United States, is scorecard.org. We'll obviously make sure to write this down as a resource so you can access it when you you go to our Podbean uh, platform. But scorecard.org is something that you can type in your zip code and you can look to see the different chemicals that are present in your water the chemicals that are present in the air, and also um, the different conditions that have been associated with these chemicals, so different types of cancers and, and other ailments, and it also will give you the companies that are contributing to the pollution in your area. So it's a pretty big eye opener, um, you know, because especially I, where I grew up, I grew up in Newark, which was, you know, quite industrial, and you know, it, the air always, there was always these funky smells, and you never really knew what it was, and you know, it turned out when I actually did the testing on myself to figure out um, if I had different types of heavy metals in my body, I had massive amounts of mercury, aluminum, copper. And my copper was so high, I actually thought that I had a genetic disorder called Wilson's disease, and and it turns out that I don't, but it was pretty crazy because I considered myself to be healthy. I considered myself to be a good eater, and um, that actually was a very small part of the puzzle as to why I was being exposed to these different heavy metals and, and chemicals.
0: I want to just jump back to, you were talking a little bit about the pesticides and fungicides and things that are used on the produce, and I think that if if you have any more elaboration on this, that there's a controversy around organic and non-organic, and uh, you know GMO and non-GMO, um, and that it's not really just the produce; it's in our processed foods as well. So oh, going yeah. back to anything that has corn in it, mm-hmm. corn syrup, corn sugar. All of that really is is exposing you to these pesticides and and fungicides and things as well too.
1: Yeah, exactly it's I know that when I when I talk to people in my clinical practice, a lot of them say I really try to get um, my produce organic but I don't really worry about the rest And the thing is is soy and corn are cheap and they are very very, um, overproduced in the United States because they're used in everything. Your t-shirt that you might be wearing right now is probably made of corn. And soy is something that works its way into most of our pre-packaged products, everything from these healthy gluten-free paleo bars, um, you know, to to different types of organic cereals. We're still getting exposed to a lot of these genetically modified and, you know, and chemical-ridden Products, or I'm sorry, um, ingredients that are in our products. So it's something that's all around us, and we really need to be conscious when we go to the store to shoot for the organic in the produce section, but also be aware of the labeling on your actual prepackaged products because you will be stunned if you're really looking for organic and non-gmo and even if you go to say a whole foods which we usually think everything's fantastic and you know everything is healthy there you know go into the chip section and when you start to really look you're going to notice that most of the chips uh, crackers, whatever it is, they very a very, very small percentage is actually organic and non-GMO. So it gets really, really tricky because you know you might grab something that says non-GMO, but then it's not organic, so you still have the pesticide issue. So it's kind of a whole very broad topic in itself, but just really understand that the food industry has changed pretty dramatically over the past 10 to 20 years, and we need to be more conscious because most of us are dealing with inflammatory disorders different things like pain um you know uh, arthritis we're dealing with high blood pressure we're dealing with high cholesterol we're dealing with headaches migraines those are all inflammatory conditions and toxins are a huge part of that puzzle
0: so Elaborating a little more on what symptoms people might experience, I think a lot of people know about detox. They know that maybe they'll feel better, but maybe there are certain things that you can elaborate on that they might be feeling that might lead them to believe that a detox might be right for them.
1: Yeah. Well, a detox is going to be beneficial for anyone. Um, You know, the thing is, is we've all been exposed to chemicals at some point or another. So it's not necessarily that, you know, you can say, oh, I've lived on a farm my whole life and there's not a lot of you know plant like uh chemical plants around and you know we didn't use pesticides on our farm and all of those things like there's still just a lot of pollution in in the world and you know it travels via the air it, it travels within um the ecosystem so it's going to be something that is going to be safe depending on the type of detox that you do which we're going to get into um, but it's going to be safe and it's going to be beneficial for for most people um but some of the symptoms, I guess, associated with it is those inflammatory conditions, like I mentioned. Um, brain fog, huge. Uh, you know, if you're dealing with brain fog, if you feel like your memory is digressing, that is usually a, uh, a big issue with, um, you know, toxicity. Um, if you're having insomnia, you're having sleep issues.
0: And fatigue is another really big symptom, I think, that a lot mm-hmm. of people experience and, and it kind of goes on for a long time that we're feeling this way. and. That's one of the big things that I like to encourage people with doing a detox is one of the first things that people feel is changes in their energy
1: levels. Oh, 100%. You know, you feel that, that brain fog lift, you feel more clear, your, your energy goes up. And you know the body, one thing that I, I tell all of my clients about is if you have ever had, um, say, heavy metal testing done, and you've had it done in the blood, um, if you have or you have not, Um, The biggest thing to take away from this is that when toxins get into your body, your body, especially your liver, makes a solid effort to get rid of the toxins. Your liver is constantly filtering things out. So if you have such an overabundance of the chemicals coming in that your liver can't keep up with getting rid of them, then those different chemicals are not going to sit in your blood. They are going to go into your tissue that surrounds your joints, it surrounds your muscles, it surrounds your organs, and it's going to go into the tissue to kind of bury it and keep it out of the blood because if it's in the blood, you're going to be really sick. So if you've ever had that heavy metal testing done and you had it done in the blood and it came up with traces of lead or mercury or whatever it is, you have a lot of metals in your body so the one of the best ways that you can test for heavy metals is is two ways um i do really like doing a hair analysis because it is more of a reflection of of the tissues the other test is a test done by quicksilver and quicksilver um, has found a way to test for heavy metals specifically in the gut tissue as well so there's a lot of routes that you can go to have more clarity around if you do have toxins in the body but like I said before, most of us have some level of, of toxins, so doing a detox is going to be beneficial. But if you feel like you have severe brain fog, severe um, gut issues, severe um, fatigue issues, you might want to go further with actually getting some analysis done.
0: So you spoke about the liver being the most important, really the most important detox organ. What are some of the other factors that play a role with our ability to detox?
1: So. You're definitely going to have uh, genetic influence on your body's ability to detox, and I'll tell a story about that. Um, you're also going to have um, the, uh, your lymphatic system. So uh, the way I describe the lymphatic system to my clients is, you know, you have your blood that kind of flows through your body, Uh, You also have your lymph system that flows through your body. Normally it flows like a river, you know, nice steady flow kind of going through your body and it will pick up on dead damaged cells and toxins. So as the toxins accumulate and your body again can't keep up with the disposal of them, then it starts to flow kind of a little bit slower and then eventually it starts to flow like sludge, which aka it's not flowing anymore. And it's primarily your lymphatic system is just getting so gunked up with these toxins that, you know, it, it can't really eliminate them fast enough. And the liver is the other huge organ system that is going to play a huge role in the body's ability to to detox. And the liver um, is, is such a complex organ. But what it does is it secretes bile, which bile does help you break down your food, but The bile is also what kind of carries all of the toxins out of your body, and it carries them out via the the gastrointestinal system. So usually it comes out via the stool, but one of the primary things that helps you to uh, efficiently eliminate the toxic bile is soluble fiber. And if you are someone who does not consume beans, meaning black beans, kidney beans, garbanzo beans, if you do not consume beans, you do not consume lentils, chia seeds, sunflower seeds, if you don't consume those different foods that have high levels of soluble fiber, then that bile that's gunked up with all the toxins pretty much gets all the way to the end of your gastrointestinal system, and then it gets recycled back to the liver, because the soluble fiber is not there to get it all the way out of your body. So you have this constant recycling of toxic bile and the liver just becomes so overloaded. And you know this can lead to a series of, of different things, you know all the symptoms that we just mentioned, but you also could start to see different um, changes on blood work in your liver panel. You could see elevated enzymes, you could see what they call, um, you know, non-alcoholic uh, cirrhosis of the liver, fatty liver, you can start to see a lot of those things. Okay,
0: so you told us you were gonna tell us this story about uh, the genetic component of detoxification.
1: So, um, in the beginning of my practice, I had a big emphasis on the liver because I knew how important it was and people needed to detox, and, and like I said, I am testing for heavy metals, so I wanted to make sure that we were working on the body's ability to get rid of those, and then if somebody also had um gut issues say they had an overgrowth of of yeast or bacteria in their gut then what i would do is i would work on their liver first and we do a protocol for that and then we would do a protocol for their gut afterwards so uh we did this with uh with one of my clients and what happened was we did his liver protocol he was feeling awesome and then we moved into his gut phase. And I still provided a little bit of liver support, but not enough. And he was going through his his gut protocol. And don't get me wrong, this is a person who had parasites, he had yeast, he had a lot of different things going on in his gut. So he, he was doing great. And then he was about four days into his detoxification and he had got violently ill. He was throwing up, it was coming out the other end, it was just not a good scene. And what happened was that we did genetic testing a couple weeks later, and it turned out that he had about 20% of his detoxification pathways worked. So 80% of his detox pathways didn't work genetically. And that was a huge factor in his ability his body's ability to kind of break down these parasites and break down this yeast but then actually get it out of the body so he needed a lot more liver support than than the average person so this poor man was my fiance <laughs> So I got to experience the whole thing start to finish. Um, so then, obviously, as as learning from that experience, I have um, I do genetic testing on most of my clients, but also I do provide a very high level of liver support while they're going through their their gut protocol. I've actually taken those those two protocols that I that I had separate, you know, meaning supporting the liver and then supporting the gut, and I fuse them together because again, as you start to detox there's a lot of these different toxins that will yes be you know maybe gunked up in that bile that we talked about but it also can be gunked up in the the gut tissue as well so you want to actually support the body's ability to detox while you're actually cleaning out the gut at the same time and it's just so much more effective um so it, it just allows people to you kind of kill two birds with one stone essentially
0: So, elaborating on how detox can then kind of be dangerous in certain senses, let's kind of jump into, there's a lot of different programs out there, a lot of really popular ones. Certain things are safe and certain things maybe don't work as effectively as others. We have things like the Master Cleanse, which is I know one of the most popular ones. There's tons of juice cleanses, we've got the cabbage soup diet, and then something called chelation, which I'll let you elaborate a little more on also. So what is your really ideal um, detox scenario?
1: You know, with going through um, clinical practice for for a couple of years now, I definitely, well actually let me backtrack, because I, I mentioned before that when I did my own heavy metal testing, I found that I had a tremendous amount of heavy metals and I freaked out, I, uh, you know, I was, I was young and I, I wasn't as experienced as I am now and I was like, chelation, I gotta do chelation, that's it. And chelation is a, you can do it a couple different ways, you can do oral chelation which is gonna be a, pretty much a supplement or it's um, like a tablet. Um, the other form of chelation is going to be IV and that obviously has to get administered in you know some type of medical facility. So I did the oral chelation. I didn't have access to, uh, to the IV, which I don't think I would have done anyway because I did read up on a lot of the, the different complications with it, but I, uh, I did the strongest version of chelation possible, and it was called DMSA, and I was in bad shape. I really struggled through it I felt terrible Um, I had really bad headaches I had bad fatigue I was also dealing with severe kidney pain too because as my body was pulling all these metals out you know my kidney and my liver were the primary organs trying to get rid of them and I had to stop I I couldn't go forward with it it just it it was really brutal on my body Um, I even tried you know, the the lower dose versions of it, which is EDTA. Um, I even tried this other um, spray, which was called PCA. And it was all a very very similar experience. It just, it didn't work for my body. Um, it, It didn't make me feel well. And when I retested myself two months, three months down the line, my metals hardly changed. So I wanted to explore what are the better ways to do this. And it was... Support your body's ability to detox, support your liver, support your lymphatic system, support your gut, and you can eliminate these toxins efficiently, but also get your body working better because your detox pathways are functioning better. So that's kind of the approach that we have taken, and it's the approach that we even take with the the cleanse that we're going to be offering in January. So um, I'm going to definitely go into that, but just kind of touching on the other ones that you you mentioned is um, like the master cleanse and the juice cleanses. So the master cleanse is something that I did try for like two days and I was like, nope, not doing this. Um, you know, I get it. It's going to be something that, you know, is using just a lot of different liquids. It's using saltwater concoctions. It just cleans you out. It gets, gets things moving a little bit um, and it cleans out the gut. You obviously are going to induce diarrhea. Um, so you feel cleansed, quote unquote, but in reality, did you impact your detox pathways in a positive way? Did you, you know, did you get your liver functioning at a higher level? Did you get like, your lymphatic system functioning at a higher level? Chances are no. Uh, so it's something that has very short-term benefits. And the same thing with a juice cleanse. You know, I love juices. I definitely juice. Um, if you're going to do a juice cleanse, I would only really recommend doing full three days of only juice. Your body needs food. You need nutrients more than just from juices. Uh, you need to be able to have some protein in the mix, some vegetables in the mix. You need those types of things in order to keep your blood sugar stable, to keep your body producing hormones. Because if you stop stop giving your body nutrients and stop giving your body you know, the proteins and the fats you're going to throw your hormones into um you know you're going to make them go haywire essentially so i definitely recommend if you want to give your body a little reboot and do a three day juice cleanse that's fine i don't really recommend going further with that unless you want to have a balance of doing some juices with doing some food as well um and then for the cabbage soup diet i know that one's a big one i also did that one when i was young Um, you know, the cabbage soup diet is something that actually does have some benefit to it. You know, um, one of the things that I want to go through is some of the foods that we recommend in our cleanse are cruciferous vegetables. Cabbage falls under that category. So cabbage, you know, being a cruciferous vegetable, it actually amplifies the liver's ability to detox. So doing something like a cabbage soup with other types of vegetables in it is actually can be beneficial. Um, and the other things that they eliminate out is I know they eliminate a lot of starch out, they eliminate the sugars and they really just have you eating protein and, uh, vegetables, which I think is a great thing. Um, you're eating a whole food diet and you're really, um, you know, and you're, you're not starving yourself. You're keeping your body balanced and you're making sure that you're getting the necessary nutrients and fuel.
0: Well, and I think that's the most important component of our cleanse is that we are not taking things too many things away from you you're still able to eat food there are a couple days of shakes and um recipes that we give you with that to make them taste like chocolate and everything um but one thing i wanted to say about the cabbage soup diet though it does have its benefits i think there are a, a lot of little tweaks like one day you have to eat just fruit and maybe one day you have to eat strange combinations of foods and it's not really as sustainable mm-hmm. so i think people doing that type of detox or cleanse aren't necessarily getting the sustainability portion of it, which is part of a big component of what I try to do with our cleanse, you know, making the shift to trying these new foods, but also learning more about organic and buying organic and learning about what foods make you feel good and what foods don't. And then kind of after the 10 or 21 days that you do the cleanse with us, where are you going to go from now? It's not just, ah, get back into your normal Mm -hmm. lifestyle. It's let me take these couple things that really worked for me and implement them into my lifestyle.
1: Yeah, you're more well equipped to carry over some of the things that you you've learned. And um, and the nice part about it is You know, I am I'm someone who loves to cook and I've really, you know, collaborated a lot of different recipes that are incorporating these different cruciferous vegetables and these other foods that are amplifying detoxification. So you are not sacrificing taste in order to kind of give your body a reboot. You know the uh, the hardest part about the cleanse is probably doing the third day of just shakes, <laughs> which is really not bad for most people. I just get a little angry. <laughs> so, but
0: the good thing is we do provide a, a really good online support program through a um, an online forum that you'll have access to. So anything that you need help with during the process, if you have a question, if you just need to get out that you're hangry, we're all there for support and we're all kind of in the mix with you, doing it with you. Definitely.
1: And just kind of giving you just a little bit of more of an overview of the actual cleanse. Like we obviously talked about a lot of different things today. We talked about soluble fiber being a really important part of the liver's ability to kind of get rid of that toxic bile. Um, And then we obviously talked about, you know, the different types of chemicals we can we can be exposed to. And we talked about the cruciferous vegetables and how those play a role. So um, when you actually would look at the layout of our um, cleanse anywhere between the 10 or the 21 day, the a lot of the the products are in line with providing you with the cruciferous vegetables in obviously a lot more uh, potent form. It's also giving you a tremendous amount of soluble fiber. So some of the things that you are going to experience is, um, you know, less brain fog, having more mental clarity and increase in energy, but also you're going to have very... Um, normal bowel movements, if that is something that you're, you're struggling with. Um, so it's going to allow your body to detox, not just, you know, have your liver detox, but also have your gut functioning better and have you eliminating things out of the gut, um, having normal bowel movements, and then also improving just your gut health in general.
0: Well, and one of the benefits of kind of detoxification and improving your gut health is going to be weight loss as well. So of course. we're really... In incorporating an anti-inflammatory diet, cutting out a lot of the foods that are going to trigger inflammation like gluten, um, and really giving your body what it needs to thrive at the highest possible function.
1: Definitely. And I think that's uh, a really important factor is the weight loss is something that's, that's obviously a fantastic byproduct of the cleanse. And I know some people just do it specifically for the weight loss component, But just know that you are going to get a lot of benefit um, in other organ systems and in other avenues of of your health by doing this type of a cleanse.
0: So one of the things that we want to offer to you as a benefit to listening to the podcast today is we want to offer to you, if you were interested in signing up for either the 10 or 21 Day Cleanse, you can head over to integrativewellnessgroup.com forward slash cleanse. And one of the things that um, we would give to you as listening to the call today is a free 15-minute strategy call with me. And that would be something that we could do either towards the beginning of the cleanse or at the end of the cleanse, depending on what you see fit for your personal needs. But really talking to you about you know, what your body needs, is there more testing or, or more um, guidance that I can give you specifically instead of in just a group sense. So that's something that we wanted to offer to you as just a perk of listening to
1: today's p- podcast. Well, we thank you so much for listening and we look forward to our next, next podcast with you. Have a great week.